Zycon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. I'm your host, Gianna, and welcome back to the Icon Podcast. And poor Austin, we're only a minute into this thing and I have put him through so many technical errors. So we know one thing about him, he's patient. And we are going to learn all about Austin today. And uh, welcome to the show. I feel like my dad used to when he couldn't get his VCR to quit flashing 12. I'm that guy now. When I get a new iPhone, I just say, hey, where's my son? I hand it to him. So you lost me at the attempt. I'm decent at some things, but other things it just, and I just want to just get a hammer out. So I've got my hammer this morning. Um, hopefully the audio will do whatever or put subtitles under what I say. I'm sorry. It's the best I can do. So it's all good, Austin. So thank you for your patience. Um, well, let's get started way back at the beginning. Tell us about who you are, what market you're in. How did you get started in real estate? Yeah. So I was originally a sportscaster out of college, knew for sure what I wanted to do, wasted some of my parents' money doing it. Uh, we said that the TV business was like Mexico. There was no middle class. So you were either rich in, in TV or dirt poor. I was the latter. And so um, I really thought that's all I ever wanted to do. Moved to Northwest Arkansas to the ABC affiliate. and was enjoying it okay, but the transition from that into TV production uh, became more of a producer. I uh, got on a, uh, did a show for Fox Sports and did some other stuff for I uh, used to be an ABC family. I don't know what it is now. But anyway, so I got to do some some you know shows that, that had a national audience, and it really kind of hit a niche there. Then I uh, bought my own production company, and what got me into real estate is I, I realized I was in northwest Arkansas, which is the home of Walmart. And so you would think small market, and so for TV, it was a very small market. It was like 119, New York number one, LA two, Chicago three, northwest Arkansas, you know, close to like – Junction City, Colorado, whatever that the smallest market was. So there was really not a way to make a lot of money doing 30-second commercials back in the day. So I kind of had a creative mind. So I started creating TV shows just out of clear blue. I did a sports show, sold it, made over $100,000 on selling ads. So, yeah, I did pretty good. Then went from that and, and decided, I uh, thought there was a niche for the, a real estate show back in like 05, 06, when real estate was really, you know, last time it was really rocking and rolling. So I called it the Real Estates, and it was kind of a Northwest Arkansas meets rich and famous, because actually, as odd as it sounds, due to Walmart, J.B. Hunt Trucking, which is top three logistics in the world, and then Tyson Foods, all here in Northwest Arkansas, used to, we had more millionaires per capita than like Beverly Hills. That's a true story. So now there's only two people that live here. One's a millionaire. So no. Uh, so anyway, so the TV show uh, took off. It was, did well. So then I got my real estate license and, you know, before long fell into it. So that's kind of how it happened. Eventually owned a Remax franchise. So I just always kind of go all in in what I do. But I realized real quickly, once I owned a, a Remax franchise, that's Real estate's not the same thing, right? And so it was really not the same scenario of going owning a regular business. So transitioned out of that, 
got to EXP within the last year. And so that's kind of a quick version of what's got me to where I'm at today. I come from a broadcast background too. So that is so funny. Um, I just, I know it's addicting. And like you said, it's either you're dirt poor or super famous, right? Yes. And they told us in college, they said, don't take a, a vacation because there's literally 50 people waiting to get your job. And that happened to one of my friends who was the morning anchor uh, in Tampa, making like 150000 It's what we all dreamed of. He gets fired and they replace him with a desk assignment uh, guy that's willing to do it for like 50. I mean, it was really the story. Well, guess what he does now? He's one of the top sellers in Colorado Springs of real estate. So we oh, got him over that's here. Where my background in broadcasting is, is in Colorado Springs. So isn't that funny? How about <laughs> that small world? There you go. Absolutely. Well, that's really cool. Um, yep. Interesting that you hop over here from a broadcasting background, but Obviously, you have a personality, you mend well with people, and it makes sense. It really does. So you said you were with Remax for a little bit. What drew you to EXP? Because when you're at a high-level production, making a switch like that isn't very easy. So, so I got in right before real estate crashed. I'll never forget. I'm new into real estate in like end of 06. And I'm at this breakfast that they have regionally and a professor from the University of Arkansas comes up and they did what was called the Skyline Report. Maybe still do it, but they are, are always looking at the real estate market and it's just rocking and rolling. Guys are making a lot of money and that kind of deal. I had three deals pending in my first seven days of real estate. So I just jumped right in as well. got very fortunate. That's not common for anybody that may be picking up this podcast as I want to get in real estate. Expect to, to be like a, a, an entry level broadcaster and be dirt poor for a while, right? So um, we're sitting there, we're eating, and, and the lady gets up speaking, and they're just irreverent. They're just eating, kind of talking, and she says, uh, there's currently a five-year or four-year inventory of houses from like 125 to, to 150, which back then was a starter home around here, and everybody like stopped eating. I'll never forget it. It was like this old E.F. Hutton commercial that used to say, when E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. And so the commercial was everyone would stop in the middle of this, these big activities. So they all stopped mid-fork. And she says that, and they all kind of look around. I'll never forget it, because I'm new in the business. I'm like, oh, I could have stayed in real estate. I could stay in TV if I wanted to be poor. And then all of a sudden, they just go back to eating. They just forget about what she said, and they're not listening to her. And the market kept going for another year, you know, because people are borrowing money, and they're really not making money. They just don't know it. And so it kept going, and then that eventually crashed with that whole thing. So, you know, that's what kind of – I got into coaching basketball at the time because sports was still my background got to doing a lot of that and kind of became a part-time realtor from about 09, 2010 to about 2015 or so. Okay. And so then got back more serious to it, got to Keller Williams. That's a common theme for everybody XP. So I just, you know, took the red pill like everybody with Keller Williams. And uh, then when I really went back and got full-time real estate about two and a half, three years ago, I realized I needed to start really getting something back, not just, you know, giving in at a certain uh, evaluation because I was going to be a big producer. So that's one of the first things that got me over to EXP. So you saw, you know, EXP had the structure, the scalability where, you know, you could really crank it up on your end. So is that why you're still with EXP or has something like revenue share, stock options, the collaboration? What are you in love with now? What keeps you there? 
Yeah. So there's always, of course, when you become a big producer, you get a call once a month for someone trying to bring you over and they'll offer you twenty, forty thousand, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 signing deal. And I've not bitten on any of those. And the real reason was the icon program that, you know, that you guys reached out to me about. And, and so it's, it's different for each one. And I appreciate you saying that because the guy that signed me up, I was very loyal to him, young guy, great guy. And he wants to do the revenue share thing, you know, the sign guys up and that deal. That's fine. And, and I'm, I'm definitely for that. I'm definitely pro EXP, but really I love real estate. I'm investing. I just put a, a $600,000 little property under, we're going to do about a hundred thousand dollars of rehab. So I don't want to just pick the fruit. I want to actually produce it as well. Cause in leaner times, which we know are coming, you need to, you know, be able to produce some of the product as well. And, and realtors really need to look at that and be wise. Uh, and I thought EXP provided that for me as well. But really my main interest for EXP was, you know, maybe at a Keller Williams or even even at a at a a, a Remax, a non-traditional, you're gonna pay in twenty-five, you know, twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars of your first one hundred, right? And then it changes after the hundred thousand dollars pretty well. But you really have no retirement. It's up to you, which is kind of okay. It's kind of the Robert Kiyosaki, you know, become wealthy on your own. But what I, I originally liked right off was the ability to to get some something in return in the next 10 years. So if I just keep rocking and rolling like I'm doing, you know, I'll wake up with who knows, two to five hundred thousand dollars of of uh, of stock just sitting there just from doing real estate that I would have to do at any other brokerage. So I would tell you that was one of the very first things. And then all of a sudden you look around, and you're like, man, some of the top ladies and dudes are here at EXP. So I can collab quite a bit. So I would say that kind of migrated into that. Yeah, that's unique that you said, you know, we don't know when the market's going to crash next, but in the case that it does, you have that stock option that is really just providing a layer of security to you as well. And you've earned it. It's given back to you. And there's, again, room for growth, room for scalability. And that is one of the really cool assets that EXP has to offer. So obviously you're a busy guy um, and you've got high production. So what do you do to kind of maintain your mental health? Make sure you're not on burnout mode. Yeah. Yeah, so so I'm a spiritual person. I get up in the morning. I'll read my Bible. I'll have a, a what they'll call a quiet time. Uh, you know, maybe my, what my dad used to would have said. My dad was a great example to me. He was a. Uh, uh, he and my mom had been married for gosh, fifty five years. He, uh, you know, he worked for a, a state uh, institution or organization. So he only made fifty fifty five thousand dollars. But we we he told me after I got out of college, he goes, you know. You qualified for free lunches, but I didn't want you to have to stand in that line because I knew you'd get beat up. And I was like, well, I appreciate that, Dad. And so I came from, you know, again, perfect to get into into uh, a TV broadcast and 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 into uh, real estate because, you know, I already had the food stamps ready, right? And so, you know, I came from that background, of a, a humble background, and kind of being balanced, you know, and not thinking that money – was, uh, you know, was going to make me happy. My dad had told me, you'll find a job that, that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That, that's not the best advice, actually. We know it sounds great, but you really have to have a deeper level of understanding that, like I tell people, every job has got its issue. If I pick up $300 bills all day, by the end of the day, my back's going to hurt. I mean, there's every job is going to have a negative to that. And so I think early on in my life, I kept thinking I was going to find this job. Everything was going to be perfect. Everything's going to be awesome. I'm going to make a lot of money, be on ESPN, move to Bristow, Connecticut, you know, live the dream kind of thing. And I think that has helped me as well. Just some 
some life setbacks or hiccups or negativity from people has made me realize that. So each morning I try and start with that. I've gotten very much into podcasts. Uh, so um, uh, Brian Buffini, a great guy. I've subscribed to Brian before, and I really think he's one of the best uh, coaches out there. Is I've turned my vehicle into a mobile uh, you know, university. So I study quite a bit on the, on the road and it's been very helpful. So literally every day I'm listening to someone that's not just a good talker. Those are very easy now because you can, you can get a pair of, of, of AirPods, uh, you can go online and, and you can roll, but it is who's really been doing things. So I have, I've gotten better at, at age 49 of kind of finding the guys and gals that can do things and then really uh, kind of buying into, to listening to them well. Yeah, that's great. And like, you know, it seems to be things that you enjoy, you're setting those boundaries. And, you know, that that does contribute to the high production that you're able to do to achieve Icon. And speaking of that, you're an Icon agent on the Icon podcast. Would you in your own words kind of explain what the Icon Award is, the production you had to do to get there and the benefits that it's brought you? So I think, so again, as I'm getting older and more distinguished, right, that's what the gray hair tells us, is, I, you know, used to I thought I had to kind of be all things to all people or I had to really just be good at everything. Then I realized that a decathlete in the Olympics never really wins the Open 100 or the Open Pole Vault. They're average at 10 events, right? And so while it sounds good to be a decathlete at the Olympics, being a decathlete in real estate or any profession leads to burnout. And it usually ultimately leads to kind of being average. So what I have found is, and this investing has helped me do this as well, is really hyper-focus on what I am good at and I enjoy. So when I kind of had my rebirth in real estate after I got out of basketball coaching, and again, I was still doing, you know, because people love to know the numbers. I was still making fifty to $65,000, kind of what I'd call gross net, meaning after you paid all your bills at your company or at least the, the original bill, coming in, then it would come to my S corporation. And then I had to, you know, buy paper clips and, and, and re up all my, my licensing and that kind of thing. But when I had my rebirth about three years ago and decided, Hey, this is what I've got to do and roll for my family. And really this is, you know, it's halftime of my life. I've really got to put things away here is I decided to do what I was really good at. So what helped me get to icon is from my TV background, and my broadcasting, which my parents are tickled about, they're still alive. And they're like, okay, well, finally, some of the money work that you're putting to use, because we really thought we'd burn this, right? You know, it's like underwater fire prevention. Did you get a degree in this? And so when I came back in, I could edit, I'd edit the TV shows and in the TV business, they call it long form. So anything over a 30 second spot was called long form. And so what I was always good at was telling a story. I was a, I was the, 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 the colorful guy, right? You know, sitting around. Telling, I know it shocks you, but I, I could, I could ad lib and, and add a little color to the story. And so I started to realize that I was decent at it, but I also loved it. But it also sold houses, and it sold me to my clients because every house has a story. Now that sounds, and sounds trivial, but in golf they have what they call a signature hole, and so on all their publications, there's that one hole that they really want to highlight. It's got a beautiful waterfall, maybe, or the green looks great, or it's just got this look. They call that the signature hole. I found that houses kind of have a signature. So yesterday I was at a house. It's going to sell. Matter of fact, I had to turn my phone off because it's just dinging, like you know, just I mean, it just keeps going off. I've had like. 32 showings in the first 30 hours, and we don't allow overlapping appointments right now. 
but it's set amongst the trees. So the story is it feels like you've got your own tree house and it does, that's the story. So we brought our drone out, almost crashed it. That was fantastic. Flying it through the trees and all of that. But that really helped me. So I would tell you first off for those agents that are, are EXP and are not an icon agent yet is find out what you're good at. Can you tell a story like I can? And maybe you're good with video or maybe you're a good talker. Uh, so call your clients better. Uh, my wife's coming on board with our team and and she is a great she's the party girl like she can just bring the party i mean like she walks around and people just show up with her but if you told her to build a marketing campaign she would vomit okay well so why should i force her try to play <laughs> i've been married 26 years i don't force her to do anything right but try and ask her to do the marketing side it would just be a square peg round hole right so that's really what helped me with the icon. And I, and I was very successful at Keller as I was leaving. And then again, realized I can make more. Uh, the profit share deal was not, you know, I didn't believe that was uh, uh, right with the way they had their set up or uh, kind of deal. So really coming in and focusing on what I was good at was important. I did a little over 11 million last year. I think I did about that the year before. I'll say this and then take a, a breath and let you talk, obviously, since it's your show. But I would tell you that you got to find out again what you're good at. I could get obsessed about the numbers. So what I had to realize that I needed to do is just get up and work every day. So I had a number. I wanted to get 30 transactions every year. I didn't want to build a massive team because I didn't enjoy that aspect of it. Okay. So I've got a little team that we're building off out right now, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to have five agents working under me right now. That's fine. But again, my net income was very good. And so I was good with that, but I realized what I'm good at. And EXP really allowed me just to chase that with reckless abandon and, and be productive. And so, you know, I think that has been what has made me successful these last, you know, couple of years and last year at EXP. It seems like you've really taken time to narrow down what you're good at, you know, what you're fishing at, and then what your team too is good at, prefers doing, and maybe what they don't prefer doing. So pinpointing those weak spots seems to have really highlighted you know, the strong ones as well. Uh, agreed. Uh, and it goes back to my TV production time. I was trying to, at one point, I was doing a couple of TV shows and doing some side work with Walmart, and that was good money. They, they pay you eight, ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 for these little, almost internal videos, because Kellogg's, I mean, everybody was just trying to show off for Walmart. And so it was a really unique opportunity. And they'd fly us out to Daytona one time at Kellogg's. It's crazy. And a, a NASCAR guy was there. So I, being in my early 30s, I try and go, okay, well, then I need my very own, you know, guy that produces 3D graphics, and I got to pay him for this. And I realized all of a sudden, wait a minute, I don't need to pay a guy $40,000, $50,000, and half the time he's just twiddling his thumbs, or he's on his computer turning a Coke can into a break dancer, and he's like, hey, look what I did. Yeah, on my money, you know, and so I realized I could start hiring guys out, subcontracting, if you will, and have better work. Uh, but not things I didn't need all the time. So I would encourage uh, realtors to do that as well. Right now, it seems really chic and cool to just build this big team. And now all of a sudden, you need to look at what your burn rate is. And so if you hire a lady that she's going to be, and I say lady, it's sexist, I know, but most ladies are way better at organization. So you've got a, a lady there that, that's very organized, maybe a dude, but um, you know, it's 40, 50, 60,000, depending on the market you're in. And you've got this and that. If you bring people in that are strictly commission based fine you know we're all you're all in the in the circus together but if you start doing this and that because other people around you are be careful you know can you hire that person out 
or do, you know, like showing time now. Showing time has really absorbed most people, most brokerages paying some lady thirty-five to forty, fifty thousand dollars to answer the phone, and they do a fantastic job. So I would say I learned that in the TV business. Be careful you don't hire somebody that you can pay out a bigger company that can take some of that and still do a great job. No, you're absolutely right. Having to be conscious of your business running at the same time. You know, we want you to scale it up. We want you to build a team. Absolutely. We want you to build your brand. But, you know, don't sink your ship. No, and I think the brand thing you talk about is a huge deal. EXP is fantastic with that. They really are. You know, Keller had that little, but EXP has killed it. I just like the EXP. I think that tightness of the name. I'm big on brand. I think it's a very big uh, deal. Uh, I don't, you know, agents can get arrogant. And so we don't want to do that. Uh, you, you want your brand to speak again to what you're good at and what you enjoy. And so, boy, if I'd have known that lesson 17, 18 years ago, Gianna, man, the, the world I could have attacked, you know, so I've gotten it now, but wow, it would have been nice to have known that uh, years before. Absolutely. So, you know, you didn't always spend your time in the real estate world. You kind of stumbled into it, which is great. You're here. You love it now. And, you know, you're an icon, you are high producing. What would you say to somebody that's maybe watching this that maybe is new to the real estate world or maybe is just new to the EXP world? Should they aspire to icon within their first couple of years? Is that something doable for them? Yeah, so I think that self-reflection is a big deal. I, I don't think you'll ever be happy in life if you just watch what Gianna's doing, what Austin's doing, what this next person is doing, because, you know, I've had people that built bigger teams than me, and they, well, I'll tell you this, let me, let me back up. When I was first in real estate, some young dudes come in, and they're talking about liquidity. They thought they'd invented a new word. Hey, I can go buy these all these properties and liquidity and liquidity, and I'm going to be rich, and all three filed bankruptcy. And But then I'm standing over on the desk, you know, working, and I'm, you know, I'm 36 or 7 at the time, and I'm like 23 or 4, and I'm like, oh, I can't mess out. I mean, here's these young cats, and I got to figure this out. So, you know, I start buying some investment properties in that deal at the wrong time. And really, in a, we had the inventory issue that we don't have now. So anyway, we can discuss that, whatever. It's a different kind of maybe direction of the podcast. But I really almost got over my skis there. I had four properties, and only one wound up losing money. Lost about six grand. And if you'd been standing out in the parking lot of the title company, and a guy next to you said, okay, the next guy that walks out of title company, by the look on his face, you have to decide to make money at closing or lose money. Y'all would have all said, oh, this guy made a lot of money. I was like, woohoo, and I lost money. But it was so fantastic to get that burden off of my plate, right? And I learned that lesson then. I lost six grand. Best college course I ever took for $6,000 is just because the guy at the next desk claims he's got liquidity or whatever the new word is for 2022, you better do your own research. So make sure you're in real estate for your reason. Okay, there's a great bumper sticker that says, work today for those who will cry at your funeral. I wish I would have come up with that. What a great word, right? But really, you have to, nobody else cares. You quit, quit trying to go buy stuff and live like we're, people that really don't care. So you can go put on social media and somebody that, they'll just go through and hit a like. They didn't even really read your post. You've got to decide because that's where you'll have burnout. You will burn out when you get up one day and you've got, $200,000 of debt all of a sudden that no one cares about. And then the market corrects. Take it from the old man. The market's going to correct. I'm not telling you the market's going to crash tomorrow, but it may the day after that. At some point, it never, ever 
stays high forever. So then you have to ask, well, where are these ladies and men who lived through that? Well, one, they didn't spend every dime they made in the good days. So when I'm iconing it, I'm not spending all of that money off of $11 million plus year, okay? Because this year I may not do that and working just as hard. I mean, as you know, it's hard to get listings. And then when you do, I mean, you know, I used to say you don't have to be the prettiest girl in town, just the prettiest girl to dance. That's how it is right now as a, as a, as a seller. You don't even have to be a fantastic property. You just put a sign in the yard. You're the only girl to dance right now. Someone's going to come be your partner. And so you can get to thinking, man, I'm awesome. I'm amazing. There's a guy right now that is just kill. He's just not providing any buyer brokerage commission. I called him the other day and I said, Rob, what are you doing? Oh, no, no, no. This is the wave of the future. Man, I'm still selling real estate. Yeah, Rob, I could take my little beagle and let him take a dump in the front yard and go, hey, it's my beagle. My beagle helps me sell all this property. I take my beagle. It's magic. Everything's magic right now, right? So you've really got to make sure that to become successful, especially in a volatile market, that you really know why you're in this. Are you in it because your last job didn't pan out? Don't know if that's the right decision. Are you in it because your brother, mother, or sister is doing it? Don't know if that's the right decision. Are you doing it because you love helping people? You love the housing situation? You may want to invest a little bit. That's a good first step is know why are you in real estate. And to be honest, 17 years ago, I couldn't really give you a good answer. No, you make it a great point. You know, any anybody can go to real estate school, get the license, whatever. But what is it? Ninety percent of real estate agents actually end up failing. Yeah, I, I call it a zero entry pool. And you see, you know, a pool that you just slowly walk into and then eventually gets deep. Unfortunately, that's the entry point into real estate. It's zero entry. There's no risk. You can just ease in. And I think that's probably the, the to the detriment of the industry a little bit that everybody can try it. They're out $800,000 for a class or two, and they think it's going to be magic kind of deal. It's the, only, it's the only job you get that after you're qualified, everybody wants to get you, and you have to pay to work at a company, right? So it's a little odd. Yeah, it is a, it is a little odd. You're right. So yeah. you didn't start with EXP, and I'm sure at some point you were a little skeptical of it. So what do you have to say to the real estate agents that maybe are watching this? They're on the outside looking in. They see the grass is greener, but they're like, What's the catch here? You know, what would you have to say to somebody with that kind of skepticism on a company that, you know, you've really grown with? Yeah. So spoiler alert, I would say do it. So I'm going to take you to the end first and say, yes, let me click, take a couple of clicks back on you right off, though, is XP may not be for everybody. OK, because you've got to be a little bit self-reliant or be on a team. And I so I think a team aspect and I started on a team 17 years ago. Great guy. He now owns. Uh, several uh, restaurants, and, and Mike is a, a fantastic business guy. And so I learned a lot from him. And so I wouldn't have wanted to just start out at, at a Remax and split a 95.5 but had a $1,000 desk fee and all that kind of deal. I, a team deal is a great thing to start at, fantastic. And I had great contacts from previous jobs. Again, closed those three deals, but one was, was from Mike, my team leader. The other two were my own just from, from my sphere of influence kind of thing. Uh, I would tell you that the one thing of EXP that is going to freak some of you out, especially if you're 40 years old or whatever, I've, I've got a number on this, but when you start getting into EXP world and you're a little cartoon character, it still is different on that aspect. So what, what I had to understand, I think COVID unfortunately helped this is, I mean, I, I have a big office for my house now. I was not going into an office uh, when I was at Keller last because I, I got a little adult ADHD and so noises around me, I could hear it and there's a lot of people yapping and I just didn't enjoy that. And so did more of that at the house, right? 
but but decked out an office and that kind of thing. But you've got to understand EXP is a little more national. I've got amazing brokers. Okay, so shout out to Miss Barnwell and shout out to uh, uh, oh my gosh, I, I can't do it online, but I'll mess up on people. Miss Teeter, and so they're uh, Carmen Teeter. They are fantastic. I mean, if they weren't, that'd be a problem for me. I had a, a very good broker at Keller Williams. Jody was fantastic. I had an amazing broker at Remax. She was one of the best ever. That matters. And so I would say if you're considering EXP, you need to probably talk to a broker right off and kind of understand that, especially if you've never been in real estate. You don't know what you don't know. And so EXP may be just fine right off with you. For me, having a little bit of that in-person kind of situation and people, you know, you're going to get negativity in the market. Oh, your broker's not local. Okay, well, your broker's not local either. You just don't realize that she's going to Barbados half the year and the other part to the Caribbean, you know, right? So I would say there's a few things like that, though, that whoever recruits you, I think that's a thing with EXP. You got to be real careful. I, I, I was recruited under a young guy. I felt very loyal to him because he really hustled it. He's a great dude, works hard. But there was stuff he didn't know. But in his chain was some really good folks that I can still pick up the phone when he doesn't know. And so I would say that's the other part is make sure the person that's recruiting you is there's a line in there that you can connect with because you don't want to feel alone. That's a big deal. Absolutely. You're 100% right. You know, you want to make sure that you're picking the right mentors, that you're coming over for the right reason. There are other brokerages, you know, everybody's got a great, <clears throat> great model, but you have to decide that EXP is the best for you. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And you've, I mean, EXP is full of hustlers. And I mean that mm -hmm. in a very flattering way. I mean, you guys, you're, you're doing, I mean, everybody, again, everybody can podcast. But very few have a direction of it, right? They just they want to talk and that kind of deal. I mean, you've got that background and, and what have you. But are you making a difference? Are you growing your business and your brand and that kind of thing? EXP rewards that because, again, mm -hmm. if I sell a certain amount, I get my twenty twenty five thousand right back in company stock. That's a motivator. I mean, I promise you, I thought about being an icon agent a lot last year, especially when I've got ten deals, you know, doing and one's two point five mil and that kind of deal. I'm I'm just going, okay, man, I just want volume. And again, know what your strengths are, your chi, know where your chi is. Mine was just keep hustling and just working. And EXP really seems to, to reward that aspect of it. So uh, kindred spirits. Yeah, the, the hustle hard aspect is really cool. And, you know, the collaboration, there's, there's just always, like you said, somebody you can call. If you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. And uh, EXP, okay. there's somebody you can call up the line to figure it out and learn more. And I think that's great. Um, I am actually I have questions for you now, Austin. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Well, I'll just end with a couple of things when you when you contacted me uh, that I thought, you know, it'd be good if I'd have known those kind of things. I would I would tell folks real estate's a great business. Be careful. Again, I will I will really great folks in it. I'm at EXP and that kind of thing. But if you've only lived in real estate over the last couple of three years, you really don't understand. Like if you only ate at Ruth's Chris, you wouldn't really understand what all restaurant you would understand a complete view of the restaurant business. You would just have this really exceptional five star uh, idea that restaurants are like. And you walk into a Burger King or something one day, you'll be pretty disappointed if you're expecting a Ruth's Chris experience. I think in the next couple of years, those that have been in this business just in the last couple of years, if you keep expecting to ride the 2020, 2021, who the most successful two years ever in volume sold in, in America, 
you're going to be disappointed. You're going to wake up and it's going to feel like you just showed up at McDonald's and paid a Ruth Chris price. So I think folks really need to, to delve into the study of things, into understanding real estate. There's a lot of teachers out there. Brian Buffini again being one of the best. There's others out there. Very few really teach you real estate law, real estate, how to sell the house. And I think that's something your uh, EXP does a great job of that. And I think if you're in the EXP world, you need to really run to that and get deeper and smarter in that. I'll give you one quick fun deal that kind of, again, takes us back to our TV. So a couple, about a year and a half ago when the market starting to sizzle, I get one of these emails like we all get from this brand new listing. And it was a wine and cheese real estate open house. And I'm thinking, wow. Man, I've got to at least see what the house looks like. They're doing wine and cheese. I like to see a million dollar listing. I click on it. And this girl that's got her glamour shots going from her Instagram account, you know, she's next to her car. And that bill. It's like a $150,000 house. I'm not kidding you that right now would probably be worth about two fifty. dollars Still very bottom end. I thought, what? what? She'd been watching like, you know, selling the strip and selling Vegas and all of it. She, you know. She'd had Bravo and HGTV, and so she's trying to do wine and cheese on, I mean, about a $3,500 commission deal. And I'm like, okay, that's who's in the market right now. There's good ones, and I don't even know that lady. She may just be smoke killing it right now. But rising tides lift all boats, right? And so I would say right now, I love a, a saying I heard, you know, uh, last year is everybody wants to get to heaven. Nobody wants to die to get there. That's such a great saying is, but right now it's been seemingly easy. It's about to get more of a challenge. The market is flooded with realtors. You know that. And in EXP, the only negative I could say that we have to be cautious of is getting a lot of people in our downline because it's been productive right now. Now, the sudden you're starting to herd cats in the next couple of years when these people are coming back. I did a deal or put one under contract last weekend, $450,000 lot. Now, that's fairly expensive around here. I don't know about your neck of the woods, but lots are selling for – $100,000 right now, 80 or so, a little bit in an acre range. You can get them for 150 or whatever. 450 very expensive, about three acres. The agent I'm working with, good dude, been in the business for a while, and he said, man, I, I really hope this closes. I need a closing. I think you're going to see more of that, and so I would really encourage folks that are watching your podcast, either they're an EXP, they're young, or they're wanting to come over, you better run to the educational. You better run to the mentors. Uh, and you better lock arms with people that have been through a crash or been through a correction and really get a game plan. Really follow through with your, excuse me, I'm sorry, database. Really start calling folks. We can all do that. I don't enjoy that. But again, that's what my wife's good at while I'm doing the marketing. She's great at talking to people. As yappy as I've been on your podcast, I hate calling people all the time. So I hate the, uh, you know, the satellite like yeah. Oh, I hate that kind of issue. hate that world, by the way. If you, you know, anyone want to sell a house, buying they're like, that idiot. He didn't mean that he wanted to hear, you know, talk to me. He just wanted to sell a house. But you got to find that person. You got to stay in contact with your referrals right now because in the last two years, if you missed a deal, maybe you didn't even feel it. In the next couple of years, if you miss out on a, you know, an eight to $12,000 commission, that one may sting a little bit. You're going to need it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I haven't had anybody come on here and talk about the market crash. Everybody wants to talk about how hot things are right now. And it's the yes, yeah. to be in. And, you know, you brought a really real aspect to that. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I'm not to be a Debbie Downer by any chance. I think, you know, things are going to continue maybe fine a little bit. But, you know, the last two months, people said, hey, interest rates are going to go up. And a lot of people said, ah, it's just the feds. They like to throw that kind of BS out there to try and stimulate the market. I, I understand that. And they've done that before. 
but they have started to tweak up a little bit. Now, the difference in three, two, five, and four, not the end of the world, but you got to think through that entry-level person that uh, has really got a budget or, you know, got a number that they got to get to. Well, now that just went up 125 to 150 a month. Gas prices are real. You know, the folks that are making well over 100, they don't feel it as much, but there is a market out there for people making. I talked to a lady yesterday that cut my hair. Her and her husband, he's a policeman. He got hours cut back the other uh, last year due to COVID. He was making 75 on his own, and she was making about 40 to 50 as a, as a beautician, and now they're making 75 combined. Like, they've lost 30000 40000 That's real money, and stuff's went up. So, again, don't, don't be pie in the sky. Don't be Debbie Downer. And the other thing is don't just guess. Really do your own research with that because we've got uh, – my wife and I are going out to dinner with a client uh, this weekend. We, we set him up in a house in Detroit because his job had uh, moved him there. He's going to come back. I've made him some good money in the, in the year, year and a half. But he's going to have these questions for us. He wants to know where the market is going. And if you have a long-term vision, you need to be able to speak educationally. You don't need to tell people, oh, the sky's falling. Our interest rates are going to go to 5%. We don't know that. But you need to at least tell them, well, here's what I see. Market times are a little, little longer. Uh, Inventory is a little higher. Whatever in your market and just keep a good eye on that. I just think that's, again, if you've only done it the last couple of years, you really have no clue. But there's days you're going to go to a listing like I did in 09 and 10, and they say, hey, what's my value of my house? It's 300000 300 I owe three fifty. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was not a good day in real estate back from about 2010 to about 2013-14. You were nobody's yeah. friend. That's why I got into doing some other things. It was so negative. And so just, be, again, Get those mentors, understand, be that because there is opportunity as a realtor in, an, in a market that's like that as well, but not like it is today. And many of us have lived through it, uh, connect with some of those people and start to understand that. Absolutely. No, you're 100% right, Austin. Thank you so much for, for talking about that. The thing that nobody wants to talk about, like you said, it's not like the sky is falling, but just be, no, no, no. Just be thinking long term. Yeah, I think long term. And you got more competition in Northwest Arkansas. I think they think we'll pick up another six or 700 agents right now. And, you know, people respond in, and we call it in the rear and the back end of things. And so they see things going well and they go, oh, well, I'm just, I guess I should do that. Right. So you're going to have more people getting in when really people that aren't making a living should maybe be getting out or getting better coaching in that deal. So you'll actually even have another moment in the market that, again, you've really got to distinguish yourself from your competition. And I will go back and, and, and give a, a shout out to EXP. They have all the tools to help you with that in a market that has a lot of people in it right now. Uh, as, as professionals, you really need to look like a professional in 2022 and 2023. Yeah, I love that, Austin. You're absolutely right. And EXP does have the tools for that, but it's not like you're going to come over here and just have them. I mean, you still have to work on, like you have to set a time out for yourself to build that. I agree with you completely. I, again, it it has felt like you remember that little. You may be too young because again, I'm too old. But there used to be this game show, and they put you in this looked like a, an old telephone booth. You could see through it, and they would turn on this fan, and these the money would swirl. And you had a minute to grab as much money as you could. Yeah, that's been real. That's that was real estate from 2020 to 2021. Just ah, you just throwing it in there, put you. This one lady shoved it in her shirt. It was fantastic. You can still see it on YouTube if you if you YouTube it. It is a great analogy of where the real estate market has been, okay? So anybody that just started in that business and it was a money machine, a little bit different all of a sudden, and that's okay. That's mm-hmm. not all bad. But again, man, you better hook to a brokerage 
that's got some real, uh, I don't know if you'd call it a lady a stud, but a stud studette, you know, you've got to have some. And I, I mean, I'm telling you, there's a lady in our market. She's with another broker. She kills it. And, and I talk to her all the time. I mean, I don't care. She's just smart. And so find people smarter than you right now. For me, that's very easy. But find people smarter than you and really lean into them. I love that. Austin, if you ever have any ideas about um, more to talk about, like long, longevity, longevity, wise, and, you know, building that professionalism, uh, let's get together and do another podcast. Yeah, and I would say that mine and your TV uh, uh, background can really help a realtor. You may not have our background, but you've got an iPhone now and that kind of thing. It really is a visual opportunity. Folks can jump on my Facebook page. I've got a business page, but I've really directed more of my folks to just my regular Austin Bivens deal simply because I feel like I get more views with it. But really look into the opportunities of what just a quick video in front of a house can do for you. That's a spot to maybe consider uh, uh, putting a little bit of your money and that kind of thing, especially moving forward. But it's just little things like that. So if I can ever collaborate with anybody in the EXP world, I'd be happy to do it because I do feel like we really are a big, a big team here. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And thank you so much for your time today and your patience through the technical errors. But I think that this was a really solid episode. Well, I appreciate it. And I'm going to go burn these uh, AirPods. They are not what Apple swore they were, but I did my best. So there you go. That's all good, Austin. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you weekend. soon. You all too. right. Bye-bye.